Hey, everybody, how you doing? And welcome to episode number 113 of the John Riley Project. Today is Monday, February 17th, 2020. We are broadcasting, as we always do, from the city in the country, Poway, California. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you being part of this audience. This is a podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We focus on a lot of issues here in the San Diego North County area. And today we're going to take a really detailed look at the Poway Unified uh, School Bond, Measure P, and we're going to ask ourselves, where's all this money coming from? So we're going to follow the money. We're going to see where the cash is coming from to give us an indication of who the special interests are that want to see this school bond passed. And I, I think this is going to be an amazing piece of information. I'm going to be sharing a lot of data, um, but I really want to hammer home this point about where all the money's coming from. Um, but um, I wanted to say just a couple of things off the top of the show. Uh, first of all, big shout out to our sponsor, PowayStore.com. Um, they're one of our, our sponsors. We love the folks at PowayStore.com. Thanks for being there for us. Um, God, what we I just had this amazing flurry of like really great guests. Uh, Mike Ryan was here. We talked about Nissan Datsun, Datsun 240Zs. Um, we had uh, Gabby Dow was just here yesterday. And my goodness, we covered so much ground. National issues, local issues, San Diego politics, presidential politics, international culture. We covered infrastructure and housing and transportation. Just a jam-packed, really Great podcast conversation that was yesterday. And then on Saturday, we had David Leland here. Man, we were going through Padres spring training, breaking down the roster, looking at the depth chart. We um, also talked more about the 26-0 and San Diego State Aztecs. Uh, back when we recorded that podcast, it was, they were only 25-0. and It was before the Boise State game. Talked a little Super Bowl wrap up. So, man, and this podcast that we're about to do where I want to really go through the money for Poway Unified Measure P, I actually had planned to do it earlier in the week. And just I was under the weather and and uh, got a bug in me. And so I just really wasn't up to it. But now I'm finally here. and We're finally going to share it with you. So, um, you know, first, I want to start off by giving a big shout out to Chris Cruz and Chris is a local community activist here in the city of Poway. Um, you know, I'll give her credit. She does her due diligence. She does digging. She really enjoys going through public records and, uh, you know, finding out information. And what she did recently, about a week ago, is she published a, you know, a document and, and put it on her website, South and North Poway Votes. And she really shared where the money was coming from. And, and I, I talked to her afterwards. I said, Hey, Chris, would you mind if I shared this on a podcast episode? And she said, sure. So, um, I'm, I'm going to share all this, but this is really initiated by Chris. I want to give her credit for that. Um, so, you know, this Measure P, it's the Poway Unified School District. They want to borrow $448 million. Um, this is going to be another huge bond, um, you know, pretty close in size and payback to the Poway billion-dollar bond about 10 years ago. Um, 
But um, you know, this one a little structured a little bit better, but still just another, just a tremendous amount of debt. And we've talked a lot about how the school district, in my opinion, has been mismanaging their finances. They've had, you know, if you count this year, there'll be three out of the last four years. It'll be in deficit spending. Reserves are deteriorating. Now we're finding out the school facilities are deteriorating and they need new um, air conditioning systems and heating systems. And there's leaky roofs and the children are in a difficult spot. And yeah, the school district does need repair. There's no doubt about that. The issue is, is why aren't you paying for it out of your $400 million a year annual budget? And the reason they're not, of course, is they're they're um, you know trying to push that off to parents, or in this case to taxpayers to pay for, so it can clear money for you know essentially for raises on top of raises for the union workers and for management and in, including a um, contract extension for our superintendent Marion Kim Phelps. Those were prioritized over these leaky roofs and broken air conditioning, and now they're you know coming back to the till asking taxpayers to kick in more after we're already paying really some of the highest taxes in the nation. Um, On top of that, we were on the hook for the billion dollar bond and now they're coming to the till once again. So um, you're seeing now a great deal of, um, you know, a big full court press to get the word out that people trying to get you to vote yes on measure P and here is like one of the mailers. And, you know, I got this in the mail, you know, maybe like about a week ago or so. And it, you know, shows the child on the cover, you know, kind of getting that sympathetic, uh, you know, uh, kind of vibe going on, talking about all the areas where the schools legitimately need repair. And, and they show photos of it. And I don't dispute that. They really do need these things to be repaired. Um, a list of all of their supporters. And it's interesting that their supporters are primarily educational groups. Um, they are um, foundation directors at Poway Unified, school boards and associations, and a whole long list of friends and neighbors, including many elected officials, realtors, um, and the like that are supporting this. So this mail piece, it's very interesting because it gives you this sort of feel-good thing, and, and it's supported by all of these local interests. But when you really look at where the money is coming from, it tells a very, very different story because it costs a lot of money to print and mail and postage and these online ads and signs and everything. And so what Chris Cruz did is she went to the county registrar of voters, which is the website SD vote, SD like San Diego, sdvote.com. And she uh, went through the public records and posted all this and It was just fascinating to see the information that Chris shared. And, you know, sure enough, I went there and verified it. It's all there. And so um, there's the campaign is, you know, this Measure P. Um, There is an organization that is, you know, fighting for this. And what was the name of the organization? I should have saved that. Oh, yeah, here it is. Yes on P, Responsible Citizens and Taxpayers for a Better Poway Unified. So that's the name of the committee or the organization behind this. And you look at it and you can see, well, who's the principal um, officer? It's Kevin Juza. And you're thinking, that name sounds familiar, maybe. And yeah, he ran for school board in 2018, ran in the district where I live um, up against Ginger Couvret and Kim Garnier and Kevin Juza. Those were the three candidates. Ginger Couvret ultimately won the election. Kevin Juza, though, was was endorsed by the teachers union, um, which is a hint here. And now he's been given the assignment or took on the assignment to really be the principal or the chairperson of this organization to 
um, you know, really, you know, do all of the messaging and the campaign behind this school bond. So it was just intriguing, um, you know, because a lot of people have wondered about Ginger Couvret and what her future is. You know, she may potentially be a candidate for Poway City Council. That's been rumored in our community for some time. Um, her um, uh, seat will be up in 2022. Is Kevin Juza trying to be aligned with establishment forces so he can be um, in the front of the line to potentially win that seat in 2022? It's an interesting question, but um, it, it was very interesting that Kevin Juza's name came up as the chair. Um, the treasurer for the committee, interestingly, a woman named by the name of Brianna Bailski from Imperial Beach. And you're thinking, wow, really, Imperial Beach? Why, why would someone from Imperial Beach be the treasurer for a school bomb measure up in the city of Poway? Well, it turns out that Brianna Bailski is Brian Bilbray's daughter. And Brian Bilbray, of course, the former United States congressman um, from uh, district – back then it was District 50. I think this was before 2010. Um, he took over for the disgraced Randy Duke Cunningham, if you remember that story. He was the, the essentially the surfer congressman. Um, you know, from that North County uh, coastal area. And the the interesting connection here is that um, our city council person, Kaylin Frank, who's on the Poway City Council, you know, she did a sit down podcast with us when she was running in 2018. And, you know, she was an intern um, a, uh, up in D.C. for Congressman Bill Bray. And her mother, uh, Christy Gerson, who is, excuse me, Christy Gerson, who is the former mayor of Encinitas, actually went to work for Brian Bill Bray in Washington, D.C. So it's it just interesting how you look at the people and how things are connected. And so now we have the daughter of Brian Bill Bray, the, the, the daughter of the former mayor of Encinitas, who now sits on the Poway City Council, are two key people that are helping push this initiative through. Of course, Kalen Frank's name is listed as one of the endorsers on this direct mail piece. So, um, but really, I, I want to get into the money because the money is where it's just fascinating. And, um, you know, if you go in there and you can look at the Form 497s and you can see who is giving money to this campaign. And so, you know, they opened up the um, the committee that, you know, essentially set up shop on December 15th of 2019. And just two days afterwards, um, Barnhart Reese Construction gave the committee $10,000 donation. Um, and, you know, for the city council, there are limits on how much money can be given to candidates. It's usually only about $100. And I think they just raised those limits recently. But for the Poway Unified for school board, it's unlimited. And you you cannot just, you don't need to only restrict it to donations from individuals. You can get donations from companies and it's, it's, it's wide open. And so Barnhart Reese Construction gave the committee $10,000. You know, Barnhart Reese Construction is owned by Douglas Barnhart Family. One of um, Douglas Barnhart's companies also managed all of the construction and subcontracting from Prop U, which was one of the bonds related to the billion-dollar bond. So interesting. And I want you to remember that name, Barnhart Reese Construction. This is going to come up when we start talking about the campaign money that some of the school board members are receiving. So hold that thought. Okay, then on January 8th, another $20,000 came into the campaign uh, from PBK, which is an architectural firm from Ontario, California, and from Steve Rigger of Costa Mesa, California. It gave the committee 10, each of them gave $10,000 each. 
uh, Rieger um, owns two companies. One is called Rieger Development, uh, a Nevada firm, and the other one is called Educators Co-op. And they say that they um, you know, bring experience and connections to a wide range of resources that can help learning organizations reach, reach their goals. So they, they do things to help out teachers. Now, as I'm going through this, I'm, I'm often saying where these companies are from, and there's a connection there, too. And I, I'm, I'm going to point that out when we get near the end of this list, um, because these companies aren't local, even though there's a claim that this is sport, the money's going to stay local. Um, so then on January 8th of 2020, another $10,750 came in, 10000 of it from Atkinson, Adel, Andelson, Loya, Rood, and Romo, a law firm in Cerritos, California. Their webpage indicates that they cover labor law cases. And another lawyer donation came in on January 8th, a $750 donation from Daniel Shinoff. And you're thinking, Shinoff, we've heard that name before too. And uh, Shinoff is a is a very interesting figure, a, an attorney that represents Poway Unified, has also represented other school districts in the county, and he has been embroiled in several legal cases involving Poway Unified. Um, so an interesting name there. And Shinoff's relationship with Poway Unified goes back to the John Collins days, um, you know, at, during, the, during the time of the billion-dollar bond and, and the embezzlement then by the former superintendent. Um, so you see all this money coming in and you're thinking, wow, <laughs> you know, and it's not I mean, we're going to go down the list. There's a lot more coming. It's not unlike what what goes on in Washington, D.C. You know, people get upset about money and politics, and it's because these corporations, they kick in money because they're trying to gain influence, of course, influence that those elected leaders can then in return offer favors back to them um, to be able to introduce legislation that's favorable to them. And so we're seeing a lot of these companies that either offer construction services or you know, other other services related to the construction industry, like you know, architecture, but also companies that have something to gain by providing other kinds of services to school districts, whether it's um, legal services, whether it's um, uh, insurance, et cetera. So let's just keep going down this list. So on January 11, 2020, $3,500 came in, uh, one from C.J. Helmer, a tax preparer from Ladera Ranch. He tossed in 1000 And then $2,500 came in from Keenan and Associates of Torrance, California. Uh, Keenan and Associates is a large insurance brokerage and consulting firm, and they offer medical, property, and liability insurance, employee benefits, workers' comp, and retirement plans. And you're thinking, wow, this is interesting. All these legal companies and construction companies are just so benevolent. They're offering all this money to Poway Unify because they believe in education and they're there for the children. Um, Moving on, on January 20th of $28,000 came in from Architects Mosher R. Drew of San Diego. They, they uh, gave 3000 And then C.W. Driver from Pasadena gave $5,000. Um, C.W. Driver is a construction company, and they built some of the student housing at Cal State University San Bernardino. Then um, – over the about three day span, January 27th through 29th of 2020, $42,500 came in. Holy moly. So this list, Erickson Hall Construction of Escondido, $5,000. Alpha Mechanical of San Diego, $1,000. Mechanical usually means they're an HVAC company, heating, venting, ventilation, and air conditioning. It's usually, I think, what mechanical means. 
Um, Baker Electric of Escondido gave 2500 I mean, that's one of the larger electric contracting companies in the county, um, also a big solar energy uh, provider. Um, Brady SoCal of La Mesa gave $5,000. Balfour Beatty Construction of Dallas, Texas gave $10,000 to this campaign. Challenger Sheet Metal of Santee, $2,500. F.J. Will- Willard Co- Contracting Company of Chula Vista, $5,000. Moro Meadows Corporation of Walnut Creek also gave $5,000. Pacific Coast Glazing of San Diego gave $2,000. Rocky Coast Builders of Escondido gave $2,500. San Diego Steel Solutions of Escondido gave $1,000. And Standard Drywall of Corona gave $1,000. So I'll bet you on that day, Kevin Juza was a happy man, man. $42,500 came into the coffers for this committee from a long list of companies that provide all sorts of construction and related services in the building industry. And it makes sense because this bond is going to fund more, you know, facilities, maintenance and upgrades. So, you know, they, they've got a vested interest. These, these are special interests buying influence. And then on February 3rd, another $1,000 came in from Alpin's Engineering Group of San Diego. On February 4th, uh, Baker Electric, another 2500 And then HMC Architects of Ontario gave $8,000. Wow. An architectural firm up in the Inland Empire, $8,000. Um, then on February 5th, um, $12,000 came in. Man, Kevin Juza is a smiling man. Uh, Able Heating and Air Conditioning of Chula Vista kicked in 1000 David Whipple Sheet Metal of El Cajon contributed 2500 Haxton Masonry of Yuma, Arizona wrote a check for $1,000 from Yuma, Arizona. Uh, Jackson and Blanc of San Diego slipped them another 2500 And Lettner Roofing of Orange, California contributed $5,000. It's just unbelievable. So um, – and then, then the next day, February sixth was was um, a great day for Kevin Juza. This is he, dude is smiling. Mister Juza is just collecting the cash from all of these industry insiders. Uh, on February sixth, twenty two thousand dollars. Able Heating and Air Conditioning gave a thousand dollars. Climatech of Phoenix, Arizona gave two thousand dollars. The associate. This is a big one. The Associated General Contractors. PAC or Political Action Committee of San Diego gave a whopping $15,000. Man, that's a big check. Surprised they didn't have one of those big ceremonies, you know, those big checks like at the end of a charity golf tournament. They didn't do that, though. Um, The San Diego County Electrical Contractors Political Action Committee chipped in $2,500. And Michael Perezino of Yorba Linda gave $1,500. And he, Mr. Perezino, is the executive vice president of Alliant insurance services. And and that's everything that Chris Cruz, you know, was able to capture. Um, and then I went and took a look a little earlier today and, and there was more. <laughs> it's like a Ginzu knife commercial. But wait, there's more. And so on February 11th, $2,000 came from Ryan Tognetti of Roseville, California. That's up by Sacramento. Um, and he's the pre-construction manager for Flint Builders. And then on February 12th, 2020, another $2,000 came in uh, from Advanced Plumbing Company from El Cajon. They gave $1,000 Quality reinforcing from Poway. Hey, Poway, uh, they gave $1,000. So I added all this up. That's $144,250 in political contributions for the Yes on Measure P. Wow. 
I mean, that's tremendous. So just collecting a ton of money. And so they're using that money to you know, pay for these mailers. Um, the mailers aren't cheap. Um, you only got to do printing and postage. Um, they're, they're paying for online ads. Maybe you've seen some of those online ads. I saw some of them Google, uh, the, you know, the, the sponsored um, links in the Google search results. I saw some of those for the Yes on P campaign. Um, I think I saw some in Facebook. I know that the Yes on P Facebook group has been very active. The uh, teachers union has been reposting a lot of that. Even some of the school board members are reposting a lot of the Yes on P ads to their Facebook group. So $144,000, just tremendous. It makes you wonder a number of things because um, I've always contended, I don't think this bill, uh, this measure is going to pass. I think that I, th- I think the planners behind this are probably smart enough to know that. And they're collecting as much money as they can now because if they fail in March, in March 3rd, and if the measure fails, don't be surprised if we see it again on the ballot in November of 2020 or maybe in 2022. I think this is going to be an ongoing effort to collect money because there's $448 million at stake. So these companies are kicking in cash to potentially have a shot at $448 million or, or their portion of it. Now, granted, of course, it has to go out to bid. But, you know, if you're kind of greasing the skids, if you're building relationships, you, you know, who knows how this bidding process is going to work. So it's, it's unbelievable. Now, generally speaking, you know, I, I don't have a problem in a, in a free market, you know, if companies are building relationships and companies are helping companies I mean, that's what a win-win relationship is all about. And that's fine in, in, a, in a free market. This isn't a free market because what they're doing is they're buying that influence to try to get the propaganda, get the message out so voters will eventually pass the bill um, to uh, implement the school bond. It only needs 55%. So let's just say hypothetically they got 55% plus one. The bond measure would pass. But the other 45% that voted against it, they would still be held accountable. They would still be coerced to pay for it. And that's where this breaks down. That's why it's not a free market, because when the government is involved and there is the ability to use taxation, in this case, increasing property taxes, that's not free market. What that is, is leverage force coercion by government that's going to increase people's property tax bills. You know, depending on where you live and in, in, in Poway, it could be a couple hundred bucks a year. It could be, you know, $800 a year, uh, depending on the value of your home. Uh, and, and count that out for 28 years that this would continue. So this isn't chump change. This is quite a bit. So um, it's interesting to follow the money because remember on the mail piece – all of the people that were supporting it were these educational groups and and foundation board of directors and school boards and associations and your friends and neighbors in the community, including our su- school superintendent, Marion Kim Phelps, um, Rancho Bernardo High School principal, David LaMaster, Mount Carmel High School principal, Greg Magno, and on down the line, you know, uh, Martin Reiser, the San Diego County and California Teacher of the Year. So all of these you know, wonderful community, um, uh, community citizens, um, school supporters are listed on as supporters of the measure. But when you really look behind the curtain and look at where the money is coming from, it's a very, very different list. It's a list of companies that are in the construction industry. And what's interesting on this mail piece on the backside, 
And for those of you on YouTube, I'm showing this. If you're listening on on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, Stitcher, check out the YouTube because I'm showing the actual mail piece. And it, on the back side of this, it says, yes, Measure P will, will stay local. You're thinking, stay local? What does that mean? Uh, does it mean that the money that's being spent is going to stay with local businesses, local contractors? Well, I just read the list. There are companies that are not just in San Diego County, but there are companies in, uh, up in the Los Angeles area, Orange County area, Inland Empire area. There are companies in Arizona. There are companies up near Sacramento. The money isn't necessarily going to stay local. The construction is going to be local, but the money may very well leave our community, may very well leave our county. So um, sometimes some of the, the language on these mail pieces can be very misleading. Um, and then, you know, it goes on to say that the money from this cannot be used for salaries, benefits, and pensions of administrators and teachers. That's sort of true and not so true. I mean, of course, the $448 million from the bond cannot go directly to school employees, management, and teachers. But what they can do is they can take the whole facilities maintenance budget and move it outside of the $400 million annual operating budget, put it all in the bond, that'll clear space in the federal, in, in the annual operating budget for the school district, clear space that can be used to pay increases of salaries and raises for um, senior management, for teachers, for um, school administrators. So, you know, all money's fungible. So, you know, it's a little bit of a shell game. So again, Pay attention to the detail. The other angle, of course, on this is um, uh, ah, lost my train of thought. So anyways, let's move on. Um, I want to talk about one of the school board members because um, I told you, remember that company, Barnhart Reese? Uh, we're going to talk about TJ Zane. So TJ Zane is one of the um, elected school board members. He was elected in the 2014 cycle, reelected in 2018. Um, lives out in, one, in Rancho Penasquitos. And of course, he's the former executive director of the San Diego uh, Republican Party. In the 2014 election cycle, he campaigned as a fiscal conservative. You know, usually you think of fiscal conservatives, low taxes, low spending, um, balanced budgets, disciplines, you know, that whole thing is what you normally think of as a, as a legitimate fiscal conservative. But T.J. Zane has come out in support of this. He says, we need, this is T.J. Zane. He said so in the Poway Chieftain. Um, you can see the article on PomeradoNews.com. He said, we need to pass this bond because the school district needs all of these um, upgrades. If, what that means indirectly is that he thinks we need to increase taxes because that's what this is about. It's a tax Increase. So the so-called fiscal conservative who had voted on multiple years of deficit budgets, multiple years of dwindling reserves, and now voting for uh, and, and now supporting a measure that will increase taxes, he calls himself a fiscal conservative. And he, he's an interesting character because as a Republican, he came out and got the endorsement of the teachers union um, and it's just remarkable because 
you think that a Republican would be running against the interest of the teachers union. So T.J. Zane, a, a political character, um, playing the game, uh, playing kind of both sides of this mixed message, uh, but an interesting fellow. But what, what I did is I went back into the 2018 election cycle because, remember, all these records are, pu- are public on uh, sdvote.com the San Diego Registrar of Voters website. And I looked at some of the donations that he got in the 2018 election cycle. And look who was there at the list. Doug Barnhart from Barnhart Reese Construction. On August 7th of 2018, he gave TJ Zane's campaign $2,500. This is the same Barnhart Reese Construction Company that gave Measure P $10,000. So this company is is kind of working it, right? They're gaining influence to try to get the campaign out. They're gaining influence with school board members. And then another person that donated money to TJ Zane's campaign um, in 2018 election cycle was Tom Sudbury from Sudbury Properties. You're thinking, hmm, Sudbury, that sounds that sounds familiar. And they are one of the builders that's going to be putting together one of the housing um, uh, projects on Poway Road. So interesting how, you know, it's a small world here. And, um, you know, we see the money at the, at the school district. We see money in the city of San Diego. Uh, Sudbury Properties gave TJ Zane $5,000. Um, he ended up getting money from a land use analyst from uh, Latham Watkins law firm, Clifton Williams, for $150 in October of 2018, $200 from Robert Ito, a real estate development company in September of 2018, another 250 from James Quinn from American Property Enterprises, a development of office industrial retail and multifamily residential properties, another 250 from Arkansomo, which is a land use consultant, and then Stephen Williams from Centra Real Estate offered him $1,000 in September of 2018. So now, you know, the, the, the five grand from Sudbury is a lot, you know, especially for a, an individual candidate. And the 2,500 from Barnhart Reese Construction, that's quite a bit too. And granted, some of these other ones, you might be thinking, yeah, it's 150 bucks, 200 bucks. But it's interesting that you would think that the people that would be donating to school board candidates would be people that are parents that have children in the schools that are looking out for the best interest of the school, um, or maybe they're taxpayer advocates, you know, that um, would you know be trying to have school board members that are trying to toe the line and and protect taxpayers. But instead, what we're seeing is people in the building industry, in the construction industry, who you wouldn't think would be have an outpouring of love for the children of Poway Unified. They're obviously in it to, you know, to see what kind of return they can get on this investment. Um, and in this case, to see if they can get some favors, you know, that can be returned to them. Now, does the school board have the opportunity to choose these people? You know, there's their committees and they go through, you know, the, the public bid process. But, you know, when you start gaining influence and people know people and 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 people will influence others. I mean, that money buys that influence. That's the whole point that they're donating that money. And that's why um, it's interesting to see what our school board members are doing. In this case, T.J. Zane, um, Poway Unified School Board Trustee. Um, Wow. So the the public records are unbelievable. So tip of the hat to Chris Cruz. I mean, you do your homework. And 
um, you know, Chris and I, we, we talk a lot on Facebook. Sometimes we are in agreement. You know, we share similar opinions. On other cases, she and I f- are are very different. Um, you know, she tends to um, lean more progressive um, generally, and I'm much more liberty oriented, not necessarily conservative. Um, but uh, it's um, it's fascinating because I have great respect for her, what she does because she is uh, diligent. Uh, she does her homework. She presents data. And I was very thankful to Chris for allowing me to share the information that she dug up and bring it to the audience here on the John Riley Project. So, wow, just something. Um, all right. So, you know, I invite all of your uh, discussion and commentary on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, reach out to me. You find my website. My, my website, by the way, is johnreillyproject.com. Um, and you can subscribe to our mailing list there, johnreillyproject.com slash subscribe. Um, and then you can check us out on Facebook, John Riley Project. And we also have uh, a Twitter. My Twitter handle is John Riley Poway. So if you want to continue the conversation, I always post these episodes on social media. So share your thoughts, share your comments. I'd be happy to engage and, and, and chat with you about it. Um, we may have similar opinions. We might have different opinions, but I enjoy the conversation. I enjoy a civil and rational discussion. Um, I think that's how we learn. Um, I think that's how we grow. And that's how we gain empathy for how other people feel on these issues. But that's really part of the purpose of my podcast is I want this to be a community forum. I want to be able to educate and inspire and entertain and you know share information with the people here in the San Diego North County inland area. So, you know, here, the Poway Unified School District, that covers um, – of course, Poway, uh, Ranch Bernardo, Carmel Mountain Ranch, Saber Springs, um, Rancho Penasquitos, Westwood, Forest Ranch, Del Sur, probably leaving off a few other communities. But it's, um, you know, this whole 92127, 128, 129 and 92064 zip codes It's pretty much the school district. Um, so, you know, we, we enjoy talking about these, we, these issues. We think it's relevant in our community. Um, so. If you want to continue the conversation, reach out to me on social media and we can go from there. Um, hey, just want to give a shout out to um, you know, our sponsor, PowayStore.com. And this is one of the mugs at Poway Store. Um, this is Poway, the city in the country. It was kind of a cool coffee mug. And you know, they've got a whole bunch of other T-shirts, stickers, um, you know, some really clever ones. But, you know, a lot of them celebrating the city in the country. Couple of them kind of poking uh, the bear a little bit. Uh, Poway, the city that bulldozed the country. There's some, there's some shirts and ha- uh, not hats. They don't have hats yet, um, but they've got stickers and shirts and uh, coffee mugs and different things. So check them out. Powaystore.com, a sponsor here on the John Riley Project. Real happy to have them. Um, all right. So I always like to finish these um, uh, episodes with a closing quote. And, you know, I said in the very beginning, this episode is titled uh, Poway Unified um, School Bond Measure P, Follow the Money. And, you know, we, we've heard that term, follow the money all the time. And, and I did a, you know, a little search on it and finding out where exactly did that phrase originate. And it's actually a line that's spoken in the movie uh, Deep Throat, um, you know, played by Hal Holbrook. Um, Excuse me. It's spoken um, by the character Deep Throat. Excuse me. Spoken by the character Deep Throat, played by Hal Holbrook in the film All the President's Men uh, back in 1976. And that's the one where it was the Watergate um, investigation. It was Robert Redford and um, – what's the other guy's name? Uh, 
I'm kicking myself. He was, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Very famous actor. Um, But anyway, so uh, in a dark, deserted parking garage, Washington Post reporter Bob Woodward is secretly meeting with his shadowy tipster Deep Throat for the very first time. And reporter Bob smells something rotten over at the recent Watergate Hotel burglary. Why break into the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee? Does this raspy voice insider know something? Follow the money is the stranger's only clue. And yeah, that's where it started. 1976, all the president's men, deep throat, follow the money. Did that happen in real life? I don't know. Or is that just dramatized for the movie? Um, By the way, the other uh, actor, Dustin Hoffman, (laughs) came back to me. Um, He's been in so many great movies. Um, But at any rate, uh, that's a good movie. I just saw that recently, like about, was it maybe six months ago, nine months ago? I think it was on you know, TBS or AMC or one of those stations where they play older movies. That's a great film. So, um, wow. So that's the follow the money. So we're going to follow, we follow the money, Poway Unified. And you know what it is, um, today I told you is February 17th and the last uh, reported donation was on February 12th. So will there be more donations? Interesting question. I mean, the election's on March 3rd. So will this um, campaign for Measure P be getting more money, more than their $144,250 of inbound cash that makes our friend Kevin Juza very happy. Um, are, is there going to be more money coming in or um, is the committee going to close assuming they lose this election or win? Would the committee close? My guess is this committee stays open for a while um, and we may see this come if it, if it fails in March. Um, which I predict it will. I mean, there's a lot of people that are still very angry, very bitter um, about the billion-dollar bond, uh, you know, yours truly included. Um, I think it's not going to pass. And I think we're going to see these folks in future elections, and they're going to keep coming back and keep coming back, and they're going to be relentless. As long as they've got these big donors uh, behind them, they got nothing to lose, and they're going to keep coming back to the till. So let's see how this all shorts out. So... um, Wow. Thanks for joining me. Um, another episode here of the John Riley Project. Have a great day. You know, have a, you know, this is Monday, but it's President's Day. Hey, President's Day. We quoted all the president's men. So it's President's Day. If you, if you have the day off, yeah, good for you. If you don't have the day off, well, hope you have a nice evening and uh, we'll see you later, friends. Bye-bye.